Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Energy, energy. Yeah. <laughs> energy. I'm Natalie. Everybody on mute. Yourself. <laughs> oh, so sad. Oh, go first. Introduce yourself. People that don't know. Well, you just introduced me, innit? So what's the point? You know when they're like, we're in the group, like everyone say something and the teacher's like, Natalie, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, do it, please. Hello. <laughs> Okay, Medea. Okay, okay, Auntie Genevieve, go on. Hi, hi everybody. My name is Tolu, aka Tolls. (laughs) And it's Chantal here. Hey, hey. I'm bringing sexy back. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I don't know what relevance that has to this conversation, but I like it. See? I like it. Anyway, so. And it's been a while, you know. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this is my introduction. <laughs> Coffin. Natalie, what's wrong? Clear your throat. Clear your throat. Slap, slap, slap her back. Her back. <laughs> 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 it is chaos. So, yes, this is very chaotic. Um, but the theme of today basically is about speaking up. Now, it was meant to be called exercising your throat chakra. But when I actually Googled what that was, that was a whole series of um, yoga posts, physical exercises, neck exercises, because we have seven chakras, yeah. right? So when I was saying exercise your throat chakra in the sense of just open up your mouth and just chat, like, come yeah. on, it's on your heart. I was like, I felt like it would be a bit disrespectful to keep with that theme, considering it's actually something very specific, if that makes sense. Although... Although, Although there is something in we, obviously we're not going to talk about it, but understanding your physicality because people who absolutely struggle to to communicate because they feel like it's confrontational and then their chest gets tight and then it manifests like, it, itself. It, yeah, so there's something about physically being at ease with yourself to allow you to enter conversation. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit as mm. well. But I've just changed it to speak up. I don't know if anyone's heard that song called Speak Up. And it's like the rapper's mumbling. And then they're like, speak up. And he keeps mumbling. Yeah. Like, speak up. And then he's like, rap, 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 rap. Okay, we'll I suggest it. any... No, I suggest you listen to it. It's, it's a TikTok TV. clip, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a real song. I downloaded it straight away when I heard it on TikTok. <laughs> I heard, you know, Jade Camille, her, her mum. Yeah. She did Kerry. A yeah. And then I heard the song, I went and downloaded it because I was like, this song is great. And it was like, he's like mumbling like, rah, rah, rah. and then his, his friends gas him up and he's like, he starts screaming. Anyway, maybe <laughs> because I'm thinking of that, it's got me very gassed up. But this is a subject I really like to talk about. Um, and I'm going to do a quote. I know we haven't done a quote in a long time, but I love quotes. Quote is from Zora Neil Hurston. Writer. Writer, one of the most amazing writers we've had. Um, if you are silent about your pain, they'll kill you. And say you enjoyed it. Mm. 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 So next time someone's trying to take you for a D head, just remember, if you mm. don't say anything, they will set the narrative. Mm. Now, what, 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 what? Yeah, we do a little jazz cafe <laughs> snap fingers. Bonus here, so I feel like speaking up, um, advocacy, like, is a very common theme. It's something that we're always talking about on the podcast because we're obviously in a group where. We're marginalised. I don't want to go into that too much. But it's usually harder for people in our bodies to feel like they can even be in a position where they can express themselves and they can express themselves and get the results that they want rather than being like reprimanded. And I know when I was thinking about my career, because I always think about 
in when I'm writing these episodes for me, am I actually doing any of these things? Mm. Funnily enough, this is something I do struggle with. And a lot of people close to me wouldn't realise that because they probably think, oh, Natalie says what she feels. So imagine me saying what I feel at this point, knowing that there's probably like 75% more that I, than I want to say. So when I get, when I figure this mental issue out, it's over for you bitches. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. Them bitches. But no, seriously. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but seriously, even like not being able to speak up for yourself. I know we talk about things mostly from a work background, but it, it could cost you your life. You know, if you're having physical medical issues and you don't know how to speak up to your GP, medical practitioner, even when you're in the hospital, even when you're pregnant, all of these things about knowing how to advocate for yourself and being confident to speak up at the beginning of an issue rather than wait until it becomes critical. Mm. Um, it can actually save your life, physical life, spiritual life. You know, it is very, very, very important. Okay, and so I do also feel like, like Shan mentioned before, not being able to speak up can like physically impact you because I feel like when you can't speak up or you advocate for yourself, your stress levels also go through the roof as well. Mm. Can lead to depression, all kinds of things. So basically, I want you to say how you feel. Tolls wants you to say how you feel. Shan wants you to say how you feel. We all want you to say how you feel. Speak up. We want you to speak Is that up. At the end of the episode. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's the end. Because we said it, do it. No, I'm joking. Um, um, and I think most important part of this as well is knowing that you need to set boundaries and the best way to set and enforce and reiterate boundaries is to communicate those boundaries. All right. So my next question was going to be, why is it important to express yourself? I feel like I've answered, but Shan. Why is it important? Oh. Do you know, <laughs> I am, let me just tell you, I'm the worst at this. Yeah. I am. Yeah, this I know. is one of the biggest work on me things that I need to do um and I don't know if it's like generational you know like our parents I, I, I don't necessarily say black we've got a lot to answer for in terms of children are seen and not heard. heard I was thinking about that when I wrote this yeah and like just coming up knowing your place and not necessarily having a yeah, voice let true, me tell you yeah. raising children though I try I'm trying to like combat that I thought I think I started trying to reverse it and now I regret it because my kid talks too much. Shut up. And it, <laughs> but but um it is important. And even right now, I can't find the words because I've spent so much of my life not to the point I even gave myself nickname Peacemaker Shan. Like if it's for the peace, if it's for ease, if it if it doesn't bother my soul, even though I'm it's gonna not a survive great thing, it, I'm gonna survive I'll just it. be quiet. Um, and there are times, there are times where, see, this is not, this is counter to what you're saying. There are times where like, it's kind of necessary to not talk. So I remember when mm. I was doing my teaching assessment and there's a group activity and the activity was that you had a student and there was a certain pot of funding and you had to advocate for your student to get the money. But the, the, the main instruction, the headline was the group needs to come to a consensus so when oh, I got my, I hate feed, those. When I got my feedback, the the lady was like, "Oh, we noticed that you kind of stepped back towards the end." And I was like, "Yeah, but I got my student to the top three, and then after that point, I realized maybe my student isn't the strongest. So the idea was consensus, not to win. Not so I 
I I did what we had to do, make a decision. Um, I use that example just to say, like, it was an example where I was kind of called out, not called out because it was feedback, but professionally, like, you you didn't speak up enough and it was like, that wasn't the time or the place or that wasn't the objective. But generally... That wasn't the task, was it? No. If you think about it, talking as a lawyer here, task was not the most deserving student needs to win. It's that your student needs to win. I can't remember that point. It's come to a consent. Oh, mm, okay. so you you want to control the consent. You know, I'm going to sound like an evil I went for dictator. the consensus as opposed to the... You, you want your person to be the consensus. It's really a task about advocacy and persuasion. And you see, maybe that that's also a thing in terms of working on me, in terms of strength and self-belief. Like, did I did I believe that I was the voice that was going to be the most pushy, be the voice that was going to be most listened to? Or did I limit myself and not talk up because there was a, a limiting belief around being able to win? Perhaps. Exactly. Perhaps that's the truth of it. Exactly. So I know that's not really answering your question. You said, how important is it? Um, it is important, but I'm just giving you some examples, at least personal, mm. immediately where um there's a balance. There is a balance, there is a and, balance. There is a nuance, and also where and why we might find it difficult to honor that importance. Yeah. It's difficult. Sorry. Polls. Do you remember the question? Absolutely not. <laughs> is speaking up important? Why is speaking why? up important? Um, um oh why is speaking up important? Um I will speak on my personal experiences here. When I was younger, um I didn't used to speak up or I don't believe I it. I don't believe it. No, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. It there's a cultural aspect of it, or if I spoke up, it was immediately dismissed. So it made me very uncomfortable with um expressing myself or always second guessing it and I think what comes from not speaking up as well is you um unconsciously become a little bit of a people pleaser as well so when Shannon's saying the peacemaker it's not even so much being a peacemaker it's like you don't want people to feel away and you want them to always be happy with you and your contributions and so you start doing things to which center other people's pleasure and fulfillment above probably what sometimes is your personal needs in the moment and so I think it's important because the more and more you become a people pleaser the more disgruntled and bitter you can actually end up feeling within yourself and sometimes for a lot of people that gets to a point where it just blows up one day and the thing is it won't be a serious thing it'll be the most minor issue ever but that will be the straw that broke the camel's black back and made the person yeah in the most extreme cases they just completely just go ape yeah absolutely ape and it's because they spent all this time like holding a lot of things in they didn't speak up and maybe they didn't speak up because they didn't necessarily feel empowered or encouraged or they didn't speak up because um they thought that it could have a negative blowback on them So speaking up is important to me so that um, as a person, as an individual, even if people don't take things the way that you hope they take them, Mm -hmm. you can still... um, You can still communicate. Yeah, you've still spoken for yourself. And I I think the older that I get, the more important that I'm finding that to be. And even at this big old age of mine, I'm still learning that. Like, just say the thing. But I'm still very young. I can't relate to this big, big age. Shut up, man. (laughs) 
I'm going to ignore that. But the main the main point is like, just get it off your chest. How mm. people take it is how people take it. But once you've expressed it, you've released it out into atmosphere. You no, need, no longer need to overanalyze and think, I didn't speak up for myself. You've done it now. And then you just got to move forward with that. But always when speaking up also comes with a level of responsibility as well and accountability for the things you say and how you say it as well. So it's really important that people take that on board. Don't just speak up anyhow. Pick your time, pick your moments, because you're going to be more impactful in certain situations or certain at certain times than other times. And the way that you communicate also is very important in terms of how it's received. You've got to think about how you want things to be received. Don't overdo it because some people are going to move mad either way. But as long as you stay true to yourself, you've been honest about what you've communicated and you've done it with as much respect as the situation requires, that's it. So I think there are a few clear reasons, which probably you two have covered. I just want to end the round for the listeners reasons why it's important to express yourself support to speak up advocate for yourself first of all silence does not pay Mm. right no one can ever tell me i stayed silent and i got what i needed not from their husband not from their boss Mm. not from their doctor not from their dentist not from anyone like i think we seem to have this perception that it's wrong to ask for things or if you ask for things that you need you're too enough and i think we just need to get to a point where you need to accept that silence genuinely never pays off it doesn't there's a difference between being patient and having to wait for things or wait for things to align that is slightly different but you still need to be clear about what your needs are and and still be able to understand that you need to advocate for yourself and no one is going to fight for you as effectively as you in certain situations as you can fight for yourself but either way I do really feel like we need to get comfortable with saying this is what I need this is what I expect and this is what I want to get. And I just feel like this kind of whole, maybe it goes to divine femininity, that conversation we're having about like being meek and mild and not talk and the universe will just align things for you. It just doesn't, it just never, ever works like that. And it's even in the way that you speak to and gas up yourself, because nine times out of 10, if you think about like the conversations you have with yourself, you probably need to be, more conscious of how you speak to yourself, what kind of self-limiting beliefs or self, you know, self-fulfilling prophecies you're kind of saying. If you're like, I'm never going to be good at this, I'm never going to be this, mm-hmm. I don't feel like this, I'm not worth this, they're never going to listen to me, all of that kind of stuff. But that's how you're talking to yourself as well. That's a problem. But other ways it will show is like if you are doing mental gymnastics or you're taking on other people's pro- not other people's problems, but basically. You're doing things as what what Tolls was saying. You're doing things for other people more than you're doing for yourself. It will show up like that, right? The, mm-hmm. Because you're not voicing the way that you want it to do, or you want it to be, or or the way you need it you, to be. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even a want. Sometimes yeah. it's actually like a critical, like a critical need to find yourself working a lot harder just because you've not spoken up. Basically, and you know we're not doing that work, work crazy hard stuff. We're working anything, on ourselves. Relationships, work, friendships, it, whatever it is. Friendships, relationships. Yeah. Same. yeah, you're right. Okay, and then also I think like another thing as well is I don't really think you can make the progress you want to make if you don't know how to communicate. And that could be in all areas of life, specifically work. Like they have this weird thing at work where it's like, if someone gets promoted over you, you'll be like, what the f? 
And I'd be like, but you never told us you wanted a promotion. <laughs> I hate that. You never, uh, you didn't communicate that to us. And it's true. They're taking her Mickey though, still. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're taking, they're taking the biscuit, the dog so You should just biscuit. see me. They're taking the McVitie's, they're taking the Shelfridges, they're taking the Harrods biscuit. Listen, M&M, M&M. it speaks to the... It speaks to the rat race of corporate, like, do you know what I mean? It's given industry. <laughs> Absolutely. But what I would say, though, what I would say is knowing that it's true. It's, it's true. like, if you say, for example, yeah, oh, this will never happen to me, not at my big, big age, but you're dating someone, yeah, and you go exclusive. He might not make you officially, or she might make you officially their partner and be like, this is my official partner. And they'll be like, oh, but I didn't know you wanted that though, because you never said anything. You just seem like you're chilling, being exclusive. Like, did you get, get what I'm trying say to say? Like, are. yeah, like, but that's why it, we say that men move mad. <laughs> no, but no, but it could be a woman because I could be, it in a, could be. a woman, and she'd be like, no, I'm not going to make you my official you, girlfriend. You're yeah. exclusive, but not official. Rubbish. Exactly. That's why I said. But this is the type of stuff that people get into, and then they get gassy. Like, oh, but you never ask for it. So sometimes, yeah. I say all that to say is sometimes your need is freaking obvious. I, I don't know. I think I feel like there's. It, it, it. So let me give you an example. When I when I first graduated, I worked for a really small team, and my manager um, was really good at seeing because it was a multi agency team. Only one person did each job, so she had to invest in the growth of that person in terms of I need you to build because there was no one to cut the slack. No one else, right? Cool. So I came to an environment where it was like my boss is going to nurture me because I'm the single person in my role. When I moved into teaching, I saw a lot of like, like very, very, very early. I'm talking within the first year, months, even a lot of big bollocking people, you know, just puffing their chests and banning their feathers. And I was just like, it felt a bit icky. I was like, like, ew, like I should have left from them. Just work. And it's like, well, and Mm -hmm. Remember someone, a colleague saying to me, well, if you don't put yourself in front, then how's it going to happen? And I was yeah. like, I come from a competitive environment because I'd it's come not from about competitive. Is it about competitiveness or is it about making sure that you, this is something that you want and you're making sure everyone knows about it? I think both can be true. Yeah. True. But then now, like having grown and gone through the workspace and personal life, I feel like there's also an element of, you and the people around you need to know where you stand in terms of putting eyes on you. So if you now work for a big team, mm-hmm. there'll be people who are happy to go to work and go home. They've got other things like work is not it. Mm-hmm. As a manager, yes, I do have or a leader. I have a responsibility to to pour into someone whether I think they want it or not. Because some people have limiting beliefs, and I have to maybe encourage you have to work them. On them. Yeah. And, and show them that this is actually something that is within your sphere. But equally, as a manager leader, perhaps I'm only going to invest and focus so much energy on the people who I know, who I actively know are pursuing Mm. a certain route and want to climb up. So, Mm. like, speak up. I think, yes, it's important to speak up because your manager can only invest so much time and energy or see what opportunities, because there's not opportunities for everyone all the time where they need to go. So see, that, I kind of disagree. I feel like as a manager, you do have a responsibility, whether someone is speaking or, or up or not, to push. 
And I've definitely experienced that from a manager before where she kept saying, I'm not proactive, I'm not proactive. Honestly, I didn't even know what she was talking about. But eventually I seemed to get it because I think what she wanted me to do was literally speak up and say, oh, okay, this is what's going on, et cetera, et cetera, in certain situations. I think as a manager, you, I would never kind of, step Mm -hmm. back from pushing anybody forward because they're not speaking up for themselves that is our role as a manager to nurture that particular quality within a person to to till they get to the point where they can advocate for themselves I think it is absolutely 100% a manager's duty to do that um obviously there may be people who may be better equipped in terms of standing up for themselves and saying to their manager this is what I want this is what I want this is what I want it's one of those things where you can take a horse to the water you can't force it to drink exactly as a manager get the horse to the water get the get the what's the word that we use subordinate it's not subordinate what is the word it's been bugging me for days I've had to use it in so many contexts like what's it huh complacent no, when you have a junior underneath you and you're a manager, what's the person, what is the person called? Sorry. Your line, your line manager or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so as a line manager, take the person beneath you to the water and then it's up to to them to kind of drink it. Um so I think exercising your folk ch- um your sorry, exercising your track chats. Speaking up, basically, (laughs) in the workplace is really, really important. I have a lot of experience of not doing this, (laughs) but also doing it. I think I was selling myself short when I wasn't doing it. And then that's why I feel like, actually, if I'm being really, really honest, I probably could be further in my career if I had spoken up earlier and if someone had pushed me to speak up earlier. I don't necessarily regret it. It was a learning curve. But I do think back now and been like, when I see the trajectory of certain people, obviously there's limitations to how much I can compare myself to like a man, first of all, or a white man. But um, yeah, I do feel like, yeah, if I'd been more of an advocate for myself, I could be further along. Um, And that's also one of the things that I quite like about the younger generations. Um, I feel... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say Gen Z. I think the younger millennials have kind of tapped in how to do this in a this in a really good way. Um, but yeah, the same way I described it before, where if you don't speak up, it can lead to areas of discontent, bitterness, anger, and resentment in your life. That can happen in the workplace as well. You hear people complaining about promotions, whatever. As Shan said, if they've not expressed that they were interested in the promotion, et cetera, why would you expect to be put forward? But speaking up can also be in different ways as well. It's not necessarily vocal. Speaking up can be in the way that you show up in certain contexts. That's a way of you speaking without even having to open your mouth that I'm prepared to integrate into the system and I'm here and I'm ready to take on these extra responsibility and things. I like I, Hmm? Why does it have to be extra responsibilities? Oh, when I say when I say that, I mean like extra in terms of if you're trying to rise to the next level of your role or something. So more responsibilities. I mean, we always talk about these things and we always say it's not easy because we live in a culture where actually (laughs) it's keep calm, keep calm and carry on, literally. So we're kind of having to deconstruct what we've already been taught from the day that we entered primary school and having to reverse it. So I think that's something to highlight that it's not going to be easy process. 
No, it's never going to be easy. I think it's something, again, that you have to be super intentional about. And I just think at the end of the day, the most important thing sometimes when you don't speak up that you suffer from is being taken advantage of as well. But I think that goes back to the quote, they'll kill you and say that you liked it. But to be fair, no one's there to prove them wrong if you don't say Jack. So let's talk about how you open up your lips, stretch out your throat vocals and say what you need to say. Um, the first thing I feel like you need if you want to express yourself more is courage. Because I feel like a lot of us are probably quite, you know, courageous, confident, especially at, I don't know if courageous is the right word, but we have that courage to be like, yeah, I feel like I can say how I feel. I feel like my points are valid. I feel like there is worth in what I say. And I feel like I am in a position where I can express how I feel to my superiors and it will be listened to, express how I feel to another team member, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's going to be impossible for you to really speak up if you don't have some type of courage. I'm not talking Harriet Tubman levels of courage, but you do need a certain level to be, you do need a certain something about you. So even when you do say something that people actually think, oh, I actually need to listen to this person. I think the best way, I don't know how to build courage. Maybe we need to do a separate episode on that. But I thought like the best way for me is mindfulness, just in terms of knowing thyself, but being very kind of like making it something you want to be. Like, I am courageous. I am courageous. Telling yourself you're courageous. Having courage in your everyday life. Do you know what I mean? Practicing. I think in that sense of the way, it's like you have to you have to break down what courage what what are you talking about when you talk about courage? No, but courage is it, the ability for you to to take risks and to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, so by definition, yeah. but then obviously we're talking here about speaking up. So then no, I'd, but you're not going to have to. You're asso- not going to go. Go ahead. Sorry, I'd have to associate speaking up with being courageous because actually to yeah, but to that say, is a big part of being courageous. Huh? Mm-hmm. Advocate for yourself. Being able to say something is unfair. Yeah, but some people don't always make the link between the two because where are bravery, they living? Then? Bravery and courage is, can be can be such an abstract concept to to then translate that to that equates to me speaking up. Uh, I don't know because I feel like every time we talk about like leaders and people like Greta, what's her name? Greta Thunberg. People talk about the fact that because they actually say things and they actually express themselves, that that's bravery in and of itself, especially in this. I don't know, Tolls, what do you think? Um, I, I can't imagine speaking up does not speak to having to have courage and bravery. Um, I'd be interested to hear an example. I think there's, I think like from a coaching perspective, there's the idea of like, mm-hmm how how close or far are you from your comfort zone and I think when we think about speaking up in terms of courage there might be incremental steps that you take and the more you do it the oh, yeah. easier it'll come that's so, understood yeah. yeah so like you know the idea of the this whole podcast in not speaking up and going away and then talk the process you get to it so like there's yeah. issue at work Oh, I didn't say nothing. I went home and I cried. Nobody knew. Yeah. And then I went home, I cried, but then I spoke to my partner. I went home, I cried, spoke to my partner. And then two weeks later, I brought up my boss. Like you build yourself up to a point where you're mm. able to speak up at in a timely fashion in the way that you need to. It's not always going to be that you respond in that moment. I'd, I'd hope it, we get to a point where you respond in that moment. Yeah. But- and I feel like the more courage you build, the more you will be in a position where you can respond. Yeah. So it takes practice. It takes, it takes practice. practice. 
it takes practice. Like courage is not something that you're not just going to take a, a courage vitamin tablet and then just walk up courageous. Like it's day to day, like steps and things like that, that you're going to need to, to do. Especially in order to build an interpersonal it. element in that you've got to exactly what tells said earlier, I think it's told you've got to be mindful how you put your words together, your oh, tone, yeah. who you say it to. It's not your responsibility. Yeah, but then that goes into something else I was going to say. It. That goes into something else I was going to say about practicing. And like sometimes if you are worried about having a conversation with someone, possibly practice having that conversation with someone else. I hate these role play things. When people try I and make practice with myself and it's actually very, very bad because I just get in a loop and I just keep going over and over and over again. Maybe you, should, maybe you should find Shannon Shen and practice. You should see my phone notes. <laughs> but the, 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 other thing, the other thing is like again in terms of coaching is because one of one of one of my earlier earliest coaching pieces in the coach that I had was about approaching a difficult conversation. I think I've referenced mm terms and the first thing she said is well, what, what is the purpose of this conversation what do you want to get out of it and we actually had to talk through it's not it wasn't just the practice it was talking through oh sorry that's that's I think that's my wants to talk about that later but it's it's uh-huh. the, when you're when you're um avoiding it or you're catastrophizing it's like and so what 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 if she doesn't understand what if I get the sack and then what that like it's not just the talking up. I think you also have to work through what you feel the eventualities will be. But I think I'm jumping the gun. Sorry. <laughs> Can I just mention one thing? Hopefully it's not one of the one the things that you want to discuss later. I think that in terms of building courage... It, a practical way that you can do this is by first affirming yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people believe in affirmations and talking to themselves in the mirror. I'm not really one for doing that per se, but I understand. You're not that having an iterate, insecure moment wrapping to yourself. I don't believe yeah. that. I bet no, you talk I'm, to yourself. Me? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not like I am great, I am this, I don't, it doesn't resonate with me, but I feel like it's a strategy that some people it might resonate with, so they can try that, and when you affirm yourself, write out who you're trying to get to as a person, and then affirm that in yourself, because obviously there's that whole concept of manifestation and speak life, and then the more you affirm yourself, the more you build up the belief within yourself that you are capable of advocating for yourself in circumstances which are challenging or difficult. No, I think it's really important as well, because I feel like, you know, if you're not going to be able to communicate with someone else about your own needs, if you can't actually take time and figure out what it is that you want, what is important to you and actually become clear on how you feel about yourself, because this is a whole internal battle. Because you can speak, like you can move your lips, you a sound will come out. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if something is stopping you from expressing yourself, it's purely something that you need to process in your mind and then feel, do you know what I'm try- trying to say? Feel more comfortable in yourself, more comfortable in the situation. But I think it's important to be clear about what you actually want. Because sometimes we don't know what we can we want to say because we're completely stuck. We just know that we're in a situation where we're frustrated and we're resentful but sometimes you actually need to take that time away and actually think about what you want the outcome to be because we always wish I give an example but speaking up won't always be like this if someone makes like a really off-key comment or says something that's unfair like you mentioned with the example before like you always want to think that you know you would just have a slap back a clap back straight away but that's just not how 
that's just not how life is sometimes. And so nine times out of 10, if you those situations are piling up and piling up and piling up, you'll just have a lot of internal anger and internal frustration. frustration. But it's stuck because you want to say something, but you don't even know what you want to say. So rather than going up and like smashing someone's laptop to the ground, like have a list of the things that are bugging you, that are upsetting you, the things that you need, things that need to change, you know, do you know what? I really relate to that because I am deeply, deeply pro- preoccupied with having the right response in the moment. Me, if you give me okay. five minutes, I can craft a response. Like, it's, I can do that. But if I, if like, just having that ability to just come back so slick in the moment. Oh, God. I, if I, I have it sometimes, but not a lot. Mm. If I don't, okay, so that's making me feel better because I thought it was just me. Mm-hmm. And I get so angry when I can't say what I wanted to say in that moment. And later I think of it and I think of it in a really intelligent mm-hmm. and snappy way. And then I just start going over that conversation over and over and over again. And so I've, I've actually had to have therapy about some of the, like ruminating over things like this. So it's like a self-torture as well, a little bit. It well. is, literally. And one of the ways that I found to kind of manage those scenarios, because I'll do it for things in advance and I'll do it for things that have happened. So one of the ways that I found to manage it is literally by opening my mouth and say it in a moment. It doesn't have to be perfect because I found that when I was holding it inside and just going over and over and over and over again, I was just getting more agitated until oh. I just had the conversation. And then it was like, oh, release. Okay, it might not be perfect how I wanted to communicate it. But I've said it now, but yeah, it's it's a oh lord, that really bugs me. Even it is that that other person has gone about their business and they don't give exactly. a right. So, and and exactly. then it's harder to bring it back up because the time passes. Oh, I don't care about that. I'll bring it if it's bugging me. I have to bring it up. I don't care how you react. Like yeah, but, is, I'm not good. I had to learn that. Well done. Thanks for sharing that. You had to learn it. But looping back on just a touch point that Natalie had just said about saying what you need, speaking up, like, actually, there's a distinction between what you want to say and saying what you want to get what you need. And I think this plays out in relationships a lot where, like, I'll give you an example. Like, say say uh, your partner significant an other cancels a date or doesn't plan a he date. He would never. And you're angry. He doesn't want to die. So you want you you want to communicate that you're angry, but actually the layer belief beneath that is really perhaps that you're sad or that what you really wanted or really needed was to spend time quality time. Spend time together. So the shouting that oh you never you're you're, you're never available or like the message that you want or need to be received is not the thing. And I'm not saying that that means that you can't express yourself the way you want to express yourself because anger, yes, may have been the emotion, but essentially the crunch line to get the person to understand where you're at is what was the, what was the need here between us? And And what the need hasn't been met because the date's been cancelled. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's really important in speaking up when you're thinking about what you want to say. Like, what does that person actually need to hear? What, what are you trying to get from them? Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Oh gosh, you're right, babes. <laughs> I think as well, it's important to have a plan B. Go on. So just be like, oh, if you people don't listen to me, it's not by force. I'll kick rocks. 
Oh, I thought he was going to say something like, I'll kill you or something. <laughs> I will go for the aggression. I will kill you. I'm not even sort of like threatening to leave your drug. And people, I don't need to be yet. Like, it's not like that. It's like, if you're having like systemic issues in your workplace and you feel like you can't communicate and you feel like what you communicate isn't valued, like, you even in friendships, even in relationships, even in situations, like you don't have to stay there. Now, I'm not coming on here telling people to leave their man to do madness. Like, no, that's never me. But don't limit yourself. Like making it work specific, because I think that's the easiest in this type of context. Don't just wait until things are peak at, at work to start looking for a new job. Be on LinkedIn jobs tab, see Wagwan every day. Now, I'm not saying if you're in a relationship, you should go on hinge. It doesn't work the same like that. But I say that to say, you need to understand that you don't have to stay at your workplace. And even if you really like it, but they won't listen to you, they won't value you and they won't give you what you need in order to be happy, you should leave. You're not a tree. You can move. There's what she's trying to say to you. Ah, see, I like it. <laughs> like, I feel like sometimes there's so much pent up anxiety about how the other person's going to react. How am I going to get what I need? Da, da, da. Because you're acting like that person, that situation, that thing is your only option. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. apply to every context, though. Mm-hmm. There's some context, some context where... She's saying, don't leave that relationship unnecessarily. Don't come from my phone. Natalie said. A girlfriend, because I told you about opening your throat chakra. No. But I say all of that to say that Sometimes a lot of the anxiety is because we feel like this is it. Yeah. Yeah. What if? We are just scared. We're scared. So We're scared of being honest. Exactly. Yeah. Don't live in fear. Know that whatever happens, basically, there will be another option for you. Because, you know, like a life lived like faking it. Or being fake or not being a, or your authentic self, it's eventually going to catch up with you. And no, I think exactly. And I feel like so many people do it because, as I um say, I I think we're socialized to do that a lot in this country. Like there's that whole British thing of just not speaking up about anything and just like letting offenses slide and things like that. Mm. But um, even if it's not as deep as deep as that, you're essentially um being an actor in your own life and there will come a point where it all just comes crumbling down and so you've got to think of it like should I just what's isn't it more worthwhile to just be really authentic and honest about myself and my needs right now as opposed to pretending for a long time and eventually it will spill out and just destroy things in an even worse way I think a lot of people aren't able to make the correct judgment call um in those circumstances um but we're all gonna have to learn to do that because listen living a fake life yeah so many people want it doesn't it doesn't pay it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay. And it's not, it's not nothing I would recommend. But I feel like we're coming to the end of it. Of I this like episode. I'm really, I'm really glad that we had the working on me theme this year because I know it's it amazing. Just works. <laughs> we have to pick a theme that we're gonna have to as well. That's yeah. important. But yeah, I do feel like this is something that you're always gonna have to focus on because I don't think. There's always going to be new challenges when it comes to communication, new relationships, mm-hmm. so you have to consistently reaffirm and think and assess how you can continue to speak up for yourself or speak up for others. But first of all, speak up for yourself because it's easier to speak up for other people sometimes. 
rather than speak up for yourself because that's a third person. It may not have as much of a, there might not be as much as at risk as it is if you speak up for yourself. But that's a different subject. But just doing our summary, our I roundup. Just make a final point, a very quick final point. Then, of course. Just, um... I was going to say, you talk too much, man. This is an episode of self awareness. <laughs> No, about, oh, I can't remember, but my point was when we're coaching, when I'm coaching, we, um, you contract for how best you communicate. Yeah. That's it. When Tolls were saying, having to go away and think about. And so, actually, like, if you know that um, you struggle to speak up or it takes you some time to process, it might be worth sharing that with relevant others in the workplace. Oh, yeah, saying, absolutely. You know, actually, when you give me this piece of information, I'll need it. I'll need a couple of hours or a to day process so, it, yeah. so that people are so that they understand or if you're someone that does clap back then also like making those that you work with aware that you know sometimes I just speak as it comes it maybe it might be something I need to work on but this I this you know I just contracting for how you communicate so people know where to give you time or how to receive you also important that was it no I think that sounds great okay were you wrapping up yes <laughs> So I was going to say thank you to you to the listeners for listening and that um, I hope that we've kind of given you some things to think about if you are struggling to communicate your needs or your wants because it's not just needs that you need to communicate. Mm. You need to communicate whatever's on your heart. Um, the podcast social media is as follows. BWW Podcast UK at Instagram at Twitter. <laughs> We're on LinkedIn, Black Women Working. We have a website, blackwomenworking.co.uk. And you can email us for a personal touch. You can DM us on all those things, but please email us for a personal touch on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Please like, share and subscribe. So if there's three things you're going to do after this podcast, before you go toilet, before you're going to work, like, share and subscribe and send to a friend. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. I'm adding in more tell a friend because I feel like we need more people. And it's just nice when we meet people in the flesh and they talk about how much they love the podcast. So we just want as many women as possible, black women as possible to have that experience. So yeah, I think that's it. And um, I'm going to speak up and now I think this episode is finished. So I'm going to exercise my throat chakra and say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.